Joining us now to discuss, podcaster, political pundit, writer, and comedian, Eric Jackman. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Monica, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> so you were at the event. You wrote an article about it, which was picked up by the Ron Paul Institute. So let's start there. What were some of your takeaways and key points that RFK Jr. spoke about? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was kind of a, the event. You know, I didn't have too much of a heads up about it, but I heard about it the week of. And a couple of my friends who were longtime political activists here in New Hampshire said, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is coming uh, to the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College, which is a quintessential stop for anybody who's running for president in New Hampshire, and if they're going to come here to New Hampshire and test the waters. So they always run a great event. And I went there and sat down and, you know, didn't really know what to expect. Um, but RFK Jr. came out and he just gave a speech about censorship, how he was deplatformed over the last three years, you know, especially what he talked about with COVID and remedies for that and lockdowns and, um, you know, the jab and all that. And, you know, after a while, you know, he got warmed up and he got into it. He didn't really have any notes in front of him. And he was really just speaking from the heart. And he was touching on some issues that are very important to me and I think are very important to a lot of people around the country. And, you know, on top of censorship and tech overreach, um, you know, another one of those issues which is important here in New Hampshire is the New Hampshire primary. And the Democratic Party and President Biden and his ilk want to strip New Hampshire from being first. They no longer want it to be first. We've gone first for over 100 years. And he said, we're not diverse enough. Uh, we're too small of a state. You know, we just don't deserve to go first anymore. Well, RFK Jr. stood up there and vehemently disagreed with that, which I really appreciated because I disagree with that. And he said that New Hampshire has a long tradition of being engaged, intelligent, vibrant, plugged in and tuned into what's going on in American politics and the overall American political zeitgeist. So he really hammered away those points uh, very eloquently. And I was very surprised to see the current chairman of the New Hampshire Democratic Party, uh, Raymond Buckley, was in attendance. And a long time, uh, basically the lion of our state Senate here in New Hampshire, a guy named Lou D'Alessandro, who's been in there for 25 years, uh, I saw them, you know, clap multiple times. You know, there was a couple of standing ovations, as you can see there in the video. And uh, his message overall was really well received. And he also referenced his uncle, John F. Kennedy, who campaigned in New Hampshire heavily in 1960 and was received very well here and won the New Hampshire primary in 1960. So those roots go back a long way. And, um, you know, RFK Jr. really put that point home that our leaders cannot be detached off in some corporate jet, showing up on the tarmac, waving, doing a photo op, doing a couple of national TV interviews, and then not meeting anybody and leaving. Uh, the New Hampshire primary is important because if you want to become president, you got to come here through our state and you got to do retail politics. You got to meet with people one on one. You got to go to restaurants. You got to go to living rooms. You got to do meet and greets, all that stuff. You got to put your message out there and test it to the voters face to face. So I can say on my end and from a lot of people in New Hampshire, uh, we're very appreciative of him doing that. It sounds like there is hope in New Hampshire, which is good news for our nation. Um, the more that people realize that our government has been captured by corporations whose sole interest is money, right, and therefore power, the closer we are, I think, to uniting the people. Um, and RFK Jr. has been fighting against the establishment and trying to bring truth to light. And I'm so glad that people were resonating with that sort of message and a more authentic 
take and voice to what's really going on than you know the establishment puppet that we uh, we have installed right now. Oh, 100 percent, Monica. I mean, Biden is we were pissed off at uh, Biden here in New Hampshire, and he did very poorly in the last primary. Uh, Uncle Bernie, Bernie Sanders, the pride of uh, Burlington, Vermont, you know, ate his lunch, did really well here, obviously in 16 and 2020. And, you know, when you have a guy, a Democrat, he's a lifelong Democrat. Of course, he comes from the Kennedy family. When you have him, RFK Jr., not afraid to talk about the real Anthony Fauci. He wrote a whole book about Fauci and the shenanigans that that guy's been up to. He has a lifelong grift and career in government, um, you know, in, in capture, agency capture. RFK Jr. eloquently talked about agency capture of our institutions, of this revolving door. This, this swamp that, you know, Trump talked about. Of course, I talked about the swamp. RFK Jr. is talking about it too, Monica, if you can believe it. But the, the swamp that is the, the collision of, you know, corporate interests, and then they get into office and they are in control of regulating those agencies or funding them or not funding them. And then they get out of office, go back to those corporations. You know, he, he talked about Pfizer and how, how it's been and how Pfizer has a complete control and capture you know, over medicine, which, you know, that's a stretch calling what they've done the last three years medicine. And then, of course, he talked about the media, the very the very vessel, the very thing that exists to hold these institutions to account. They're owned and propped up and paid for by corporations like Pfizer. So how are you going to get anything truthful or honest or independent about vaccines, about COVID policy, about lockdown, about chin diapers, about any of that stuff, if the people who who you're supposed to be reporting on control the narrative. So, you know, Kennedy really, he hit those, he hit those out of the park. And, and I was, I was really impressed, um, you know, by his, by his speech. And of course, in the last cycle, I worked for Tulsi Gabbard. And, you know, before I went to meet Bobby Kennedy, I told Tulsi that I was going to meet him. And, you know, she was very excited to hear he was going to be in New Hampshire. And, you know, she, she's another figure similar to Kennedy, who's really independent minded. And when, when you get her in front of people and they can meet her and see her in person, um, they really like what, what she has to say, and you know, same with Bobby. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't particularly care if people are Democrat or Independent or Republican. Um, this is the type of influence we need to see across the board and playing out in politics. And I do believe that there is a hunger for it within, you know, the masses. I think there is, I think there is a great awakening happening, um, and I think. You saw that over at the event that RFK was speaking at. Um, but the corporate media programming does run very deep. So how many Democrats who follow the mainstream media narrative on events would be, do you think, would be open to someone with, like, his message? Yeah, well, you know, of course, that's, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to break through those people who, no matter what, will follow Biden, you know, zombie Joe Biden off the cliff, you know, which is where he's leading us. He's leading us off the cliff into the into oblivion into the abyss in Ukraine, Monica. That's what he's doing, okay? He's sending Zelensky billions and billions of our dollars and it's going off the cliff. Um, I want to I want to say Trump has seen your impression and he approves. He does. He does. <laughs> yep, there, there's there's video proof of that and, you know, his people told me that he's, you know, he enjoyed it and liked it and uh Got a good laugh out of it. That happened in, in 2016. I, I dressed up like <laughs> Trump because I do the impression professionally and showed up to his big rally at the Verizon Wireless Arena the night before the 2016 primary. And he said, oh, no, look at this guy. Oh, look at that guy back there. Come on up here. And he had me come up and he got a good laugh out of it. 
Um, but yeah, that's that helps. Humor helps. But back to like trying to get other Democrats to pay attention. You know, I think Kennedy knows that that's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough sell. You know, but he he's talking about issues that no one else is talking about. And of course, we saw Marion Williamson jumped into the Democratic primary to challenge Joe Biden for the nomination, which I think is great. You know, Marion campaigned here in 2020, and I got a chance to sit down and talk to her and interview her and meet her a couple times. And she's right on about a lot of things. Of course, she's maligned and she's slagged by the mainstream media and your other corporate Democrats. Um, but that's, that's uh, to me, those are the right people to be coming at you because that means you're saying something right. So to me, when I look at your Anthony Fauci's of the world, your Democratic establishment, the Clinton machine, those kind of people, if they're disparaging someone like RFK Jr. and Marion Williamson and Tulsi Gabbard um, and, of course, Donald Trump, then we know that they have to be saying something that's worthwhile to listen to. So if Kennedy can get here, especially here in New Hampshire, where he's going to get a lot of attention, it's hard to ignore a Kennedy. He's going to be able to raise the money. He's going to be able to get the coverage. I think he'll be able to start drawing some pretty, pretty big crowds, and it's going to be hard for them to ignore him. And I think he could peel off some of those dissatisfied Democrats that I talked about who were very upset that the DNC and President Biden want to strip New Hampshire of being first in the nation. So we have to see what happens. Of course, I don't know 100% if he's running or not, but I kind of got the feel from the event that he's probably going to do it. I mean, he said his wife gave him the green light. So, you know, that's <laughs> That's that's big. If the wife says he can do it, of course, as he's married to that actress there, Cheryl Hines. So um, if he did decide to run, which, you know, I think that would be good for everyone. Um, how do you see how do you see it playing out? Um, I think RFK Jr. obviously offers a very uniting voice of reason. And he's clearly someone that has been fighting against the establishment. Um, but, you know, there are many creatures protecting the status quo. Um, so how can Democrats, and you touched on it a bit, but trust the DNC to give them the opponent they want rather than the establishment actor Biden or whoever, right, I like, guess, the, whoever the flavor would be? Yeah, right. Whoever, whoever they decide to anoint, <laughs> which, you know, of course, all signs point to them going with Biden again. Um, yeah, I mean, we can't really have a lot of faith in the DNC to do the right thing and to have a level playing field. So there's going to be a certain element of insurgency to a campaign like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. if he does decide to throw his hat in the ring. And certainly we saw it with Marion Williamson last time in Tulsi Gabbard. They were maligned by the DNC establishment. Um, they were given minimal time in the debates. I mean, just the fact that they were in the debates was huge, getting them up in front of that national audience. And like I said, for, for Kennedy, it's going to be very hard for the media, even the legacy media that disparages him, um, to ignore his campaign and, and what he has to say. So really what it's going to come down to is, you know, running an effective campaign to get in front of independent voters and traditional Democratic voters who will be looking for something different because... I don't care who you ask. I mean, things have been going terribly under this president. You know, our economy's in the pits, gas prices, prices for groceries. I mean, and, and this is something I want, a point I want to get across to anybody who might challenge President Biden. If you're going to come to a place like New Hampshire, if you're going to campaign through blue collar America, you have to talk about these issues that are being ignored by this president and by this administration. And you know, climate change is important to some people and social justice is important to some people, but your everyday average American who is going to show up and vote, they're dealing with pocketbook issues. They're dealing with very real issues that affect their bottom line and how they live their lives. 
So if Kennedy can really speak to that and draw from that historic lineage that he has from his father in his 1968 campaign for president, and of course his uncle uh, being elected president in 1960, I think he can speak to those establishment people. And I think he, he can strike a chord with them. It's going to, of course, take a lot of work and a lot of effort. Um, but I would like to cite this poll here that my friend Jeremy Zogby, Zogby gave me of uh, John Zogby Strategies. It, uh, it asked, do you consider this figure to be heroic or not heroic? And it like lists the Pope, it lists Barack Obama, um, you know, a whole bunch of pretty well-known national figures. And the winner of the poll was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So that's very encouraging. You know, this idea of a heroic figure, somebody who's going to come along, speak inconvenient truths, say things that we don't hear from traditional media and your standard politicians. And, you know, I know Trump talks a lot about battling the deep state and draining the swamp. Well, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his family have a documented history of fighting against the deep state. And I would argue, and RFK Jr. would even argue, you know, it, it, cost, it cost JFK his life and possibly RFK his life. Um, RFK Jr. retweeted Tucker Carlson's broadcast about how basically it's, it's just common knowledge now and it's accepted that the CIA on some level was involved um, in killing JFK. And RFK said it was a coup that occurred 60 years ago and America's democracy has never recovered. So when I see him tweet something like that and speak about that, that goes way outside, you know, what your standard politicians have the guts to say. And people are hungry for that. I know I'm hungry to hear leaders say things like that and acknowledge realities like that. So I think if he can keep building on that, I think he would even have an ability to reach some people on the right and some independent leaning MAGA type people um, who might not otherwise vote in the primary, but might consider coming out and supporting a voice like that. We just, we gotta knock Biden out. That is priority number one. We cannot go into 2024 with uh, another- Come on, man. Looking on Come another on, four years of this. What's wrong with me, Monica? Come I prefer, on, man. <laughs> I prefer a matchup of um, Trump and Kennedy over Trump and Biden any day. I think, uh, you know, if you thought about it, many people, most people would. And in my humble opinion, we need as many good men and women fighting for America as we can get. And we may not agree on everything 1000%, right? But that's okay because we do agree on the foundational issues, which is that real honest change is needed. And I think the past few years have exposed where the issues really are. Um, and surprise, it's, it's got a lot to do with greed. Who would have thought? It is, it is greed. It's greed and money. And Kennedy talked about it in his speech. He said they have all the influence, they have all the power and the money. And they just want to keep building on that. And they want to keep tightening their grip over the control of everyday Americans' lives. So I think that would be a cornerstone um, of his campaign if he were to run. And, um, you know, of course, he'll talk about money in politics. And again, we talked about agency capture. Um, you know, a guy like Fauci, he's got all the money in the world. He had all, all this power and influence. You know, what, what drives a guy like him to keep doing what he's doing? So I'm, I'm impressed by what Kennedy has, has been saying and doing and, of course, writing that book about Fauci. So I'm hopeful, uh, I'm hopeful that he'll give it a go and he'll, he'll, really, he'll really give it a shot and, and be in the mix and, and part of the debate. Because, like you said, even if we don't agree on everything, we need voices like that who are going to ask the tough questions, you know, say the things that no one else is saying and, and really put it all on the line for the truth and uh, preservation of this great republic. Absolutely. Eric Jackman, 
I think we could go on for a lot longer. You're talking about Fauci. Don't get, don't get us started. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for your insightful commentary. Where can people find you for more? Yeah, Monica, thank you for having me on. And I got to give a shout out to my boy, Randy. He's a uh, Iraq war veteran and he runs and owns, he's the proprietor of a veteran owned barbershop here in my hometown of Peterborough, New Hampshire called Renegade Barber. So Randy at Renegade Barber, thanks for the nice do. And uh, check him out, guys, if you're in New Hampshire. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jackman Radio. Um, and my podcast, Jackman Radio, is on Spotify, Podbean, Apple, iTunes. And my YouTube channel is Jackman Radio. And uh, come say hi to me on Instagram. My handle on there is Senator Jackman, and I have a Jackman Radio account. And uh, if you want to support me, it's patreon.com slash Jackman Radio. And a Substack. <laughs> I got a Substack, too. ericjackman.substack.com. He has it all. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Monica.